Welcome to Splat Attack, a podcast overflowing into the slime-filled past. I'm your gelatinous gag master, Brett. And I'm your slime sultan, Alex. And Brett! Yes, Alex? Can you believe the sheer amount of content we produced for this season in just six months? No, not at all. I still have whiplash from somehow putting a full season's worth over at Patreon. How did we survive that? Uh, I mean, I can't decide if that was like the dumbest or smartest decision I've ever made in my life, but because my arms are cramping like there's no tomorrow from all the editing. <laughs> well, in, I'm used to that kind of thing, but that's been my what I've been doing since we've started. The, taking on this much has been all new to you, and I know that it's presented a whole new level of challenges for you this season, which we'll, we will get into later in this yes. episode, I'm sure. Yes. But still, the, the sheer amount of content, the things that we've done both in front of camera and behind the scenes, it's been a very productive year. Well, not year, but very productive season, both in terms of content that's been going out to uh, our Slimesters and Gakoids, but also future plans, too. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of big stuff this season. Well, <laughs> while I contemplate uh, my life and uh, rest my <laughs> ice my worn out limbs on the big orange couch, let's uh, let's jump into some like the highlights and milestones from the season, shall we? Yes, let's do. So, what what sticks out to you that we've accomplished during the season, uh, if anything comes to mind? Uh, there are a few things that come to mind. Uh, one is holy crap, the amount of guests that we had this season. I think we had, did we have more guests this season than we've ever had? Yes. I thought we had, I mean, between the Patreon episodes alone, because we had a lot of guests over on Patreon, but we've had quite a few big episodes where we had several guests this season. I mean, between Roundhouse, Space Cases, Welcome Freshman, and Wienerville, mm -hmm. the, all four of those had big ensemble cast uh, episodes, uh, not to mention our one-on-one -on -one or two or three episodes or, or two guests. I was just going to add um, Super Specs and Favorite Doug episodes over on Patreon. Yes. We had Richard Dumont, Cortland from Up mm -hmm. All Night, Amethyst. We had Jim Jenkins and Travis on Favorite Duck episodes. So mm -hmm. it seems like this trend that started with uh, Venus de Milo and our buddy Justin Golosi uh, for our favorite Salute Your Shorts episodes has continued well into season four mm -hmm. with like having a fan and a celebrity guest uh, mm -hmm. both thrown in to get their unique perspective on the topic that we covered. And those episodes are a lot of fun, but they're also fairly contained because it's the two of us, one guest and one celebrity, uh, one celebrity star. Mm -hmm. But those other ones that I had mentioned, those were huge. because They're hard had... to wrangle. 
because they yeah there was a lot of people in those episodes and that's not a complaint at all because i couldn't get enough of it i could just sit and listen to them talk forever it was so much fun it does make it challenging when editing and trying to make it a cohesive thing for audiences to follow without having to look back and forth between who's talking who's talking who's talking who's talking but it's it's so much fun and i i want to do more of them but uh we pace yourself pace yourself mm-hmm. you, you 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 do nothing but those we we'll lose our minds uh long before the end of the season yeah yeah i definitely want to put out there that this was the toughest season of the four we've done so far since our inception just because of the sheer amount of content and also keeping the level of quality going to new heights mm-hmm. like i definitely pushed myself with the thumbnail art we've did more minisodes that we've ever done um patreon episodes definitely got upgraded while also doing a double dose of them and more uh gag reels and bonus content so i'm yeah it's it's amazing that i'm still here alive because there are many times where i i felt like oh shoot i'm not gonna get through the season like i feel like uh on patreon episodes b14 to b18 were pretty straightforward more or less um but once i hit b19 and got sick during the filming of space cases and recording while i was still sick it was just a, a crawl uphill until the end it got a little bit easier with the Rocco episode review, but then it got a little bit harder again and then a little bit harder again. And now, you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but some of our episodes near the end of the season haven't quite made it to uh, the masses yet. So um, if you happen to see this overview, Slimesters and or Gakoids, and uh, don't know what we're talking about when we reference, you know, the Wienerville anniversary or... Rocco versus Rugrats, or even the Keenan and Kel episode battle, which we've been having some technical difficulties to get that uploaded for our patrons. Um, you know, definitely weigh in with your comments once you do watch them uh, on YouTube or Instagram, anywhere where we have a comment section really online. And if you're watching this episode or listening to this episode, every one of the episodes that we're talking about are available for you to watch. Mm-hmm. So that, despite the struggles that we've had to get them out, they are out by now. Uh, at the time of the recording, we still have a lot of editing to do, uh, the recording of this episode, but all the episodes have been recorded and we just need to get them put together. But, uh, but that'll go into our challenges in, in just a minute. Just another small milestone for us. One, we, we broke 20 patrons, which is great. Yes. Um, my, my friend and Monica's best friend, Julia, uh, she joined recently to watch the Michael Jackson bracket and little bear. And she loved those episodes. So it, it's always heartwarming when someone, you know, believes in what we do and, uh, you know, backs us with money and their time. So thank you, Julia, for joining us there. And also Brock Bradley, who's our first celebrity patron yes! from welcome freshman. We're so grateful to have you along with the Gakoids to enjoy this journey, whether you're just here for the videos or you want to talk to us more about memories. Yes, oh, that was so exciting. I mean, I, we always get excited whenever we have uh, a new patron at all, period. But whenever we have a a celebrity guest who was on a previous episode and then sees what we're doing, appreciates what we're doing, believes in what we're doing, and then supports what we're doing, that's a whole new level of just warming our hearts. So that's really cool. That, that was a highlight, too. But um, uh, other highlights uh, for me was getting to do a lot more episodes with Megan this season mm-hmm. uh, because she has been a guest on a few episodes previously. She she joined us for the Michael Jackson bracket video and also for the uh, top romantic uh, nostalgic moments. But 
uh, having a whole mini-sode series of Meg Reacts, which we filmed almost every single one of those in one night, uh, outside of the, the last episode, which was an encore episode that we weren't expecting to do. But after we looked at our schedule, we were like, we need one more mini-sode just to balance things out. But uh, I really enjoyed doing those with her and um, also having her for the Boy Meets World episode. Um, I, I fell in love with the show and I knew if we were going to do this episode, I had to have her. There was just no, I, it would be a, a sin if I did that episode without her. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish my wife could join us for that. Yes. But, uh, it would have been great to have her. Yeah. She, I, th I think she's more in a point in her life where she'd just rather be behind the scenes and mm -hmm. uh, figuring things out on how to get this podcast going still. Yeah. And but that's perfectly I, fine. Yeah, I'm just always grateful to have her along and have her support, too. So even if you're not on any episodes, Monica, I, I still appreciate you for mm -hmm. being a part of the Splat Attack team in some way. And speaking of the Splat Attack team, that has grown this season. Yes. we. Um, well, we talked about at the end of the Season 3 overview how Manny and Jordy joined us. But mm -hmm. uh, we actually have a new member who was our, our very first Splat Gint tier patron on Patreon. Uh, Captain Jersey, who you may remember from our Space Cases retrospective back in episode 19, she really believes in what we're doing. And uh, as a result, she she's just kind of become absorbed into the team and just talks with us about 90s Nick stuff, either just to have fun or, um, you know, shoot some ideas around to see what we can do to continue to grow forward for the 90s nostalgia community uh, who enjoys what we do and wants to see more of it. So we're very thankful to have you along for the ride, Cat. Uh, as if, as well as Manny and Jordy, even if you're not always able to participate, just having your input makes a big difference. So it's not just us doing everything. Yeah. So for all of you uh, who are listening, uh, most of the episodes uh, have very much my and, and Brett's thumbprints all over it. Uh, but we couldn't do what we've been doing this season had it not been for the support group that we had with Manny, Jordy, and Kat. They really helped us out a lot, which there were a few times this season we really needed their assistance. But Manny and Kat in particular have taken on writing for several of the episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, they both had some uh, wonderful ideas on future episodes and uh, how to best get our content out for other people to see. Jordy is fantastic. At He's a keeping, beast at graphics. <laughs> yes, wonderful with graphics. He actually made the graphic that is behind yep. Brett right now. Credit to Jordy for this. It's custom made. Amazing work. And uh, and he also uh, keeps up to date with all the latest procedures. I guess you could call them uh, the the latest uh, standards and practices of yeah. making three D stuff. I guess yeah. Social well, not just 3D posting. stuff, but social media. That was the thing yeah. with uh, how can, what's the best way to make these shorts and reels? When should we post them? Is there a difference between posting them in person or scheduling them? All the different technicality things that most of you don't consider, but we have to consider. Jordy's on top of that game, and we could not do what we do. Uh, we could not have done this season without their aid. So thank you to all of our Splat Attack team, which is such a freaking cool thing to say right now indeed and it's only going to get bigger i know if each subsequent season that comes after this uh until we need an actual physical space but you know we'll get there when we get there for now we're just in virtual land all conversing together which is perfectly fine um any more highlights or milestones you can think of oh 
we have the 50th episode and also um your shirt alex we put new bonfire shirts finally up on the store i'm wearing one of the og ones but uh i see he has one of the stick stickly ones that i made and uh if you've seen episode b26 over on patreon cat showed one of the mugs that we did of stick stickly mm-hmm. to it and they all turned out great i'm so happy because for the longest time we've had a hard time balancing um you know editing the podcast recording them and doing merchandise fell by the wayside just because there's a lot of different things to do but thanks to having more people on our team it it frees up some of our time to do these things and there's maybe one or two days over the past week where i just banged out a ton of ideas that came to mind once i got the first new one done and we have like six or seven new shirts up as well as mugs and we definitely will have many more coming um for season five once i make an announcement later on in this episode uh in regards to that but if you if you really love supporting the podcast if you enjoy what we do and don't quite want to commit to a subscription membership type service on patreon grabbing a mug or shirt is definitely the easiest way you can share your love and share it on social media so other other 90s nick fans can uh, get in on the action too and the uh, other milestone that I want to mention, and I'm not going to get too much into detail, but I have mentioned this uh, a, a couple of times. And if anyone listened to the uh, Ghost of Thor episode that uh, I was a guest on with uh, Eric Stranger, he was asking me what are some of the future plans for Splat Attack. And I don't want to say who, but we did have one of our celebrity guests reach out to us and had something very very special planned on how to how to make our own platform uh on online that would be able to not only host our content and our exclusive content but also make a platform for other artists to be able to display their work uh whether it be uh music uh stories art uh, or uh, paintings, digital paintings, whatever, and and then offer that as a way, kind of like a a, a vendor's market, uh, mm-hmm. essentially. But we haven't worked out the details on how to do that, and we are incredibly honored that uh, this particular person has pitched this idea to us and wants to work with us. And uh, we've also been talking with Jennifer Sehe, uh because we've we mentioned it at the end of last season. And during our uh, roundhouse episode, and uh, we are—I think she's finally getting to a point where we can finally plan the conversation that we were going to talk about. So we'll we'll see if we can't make that happen. But the fact that because we had already talked about Brock, but the fact that other celebrities are seeing what we're doing, have faith in what we're doing, and want to support us, that really warms my heart. And also, Brett, I didn't tell you this because this happened just this afternoon. Uh, I was wearing my Roundhouse t-shirt, and I took a picture of it, and I posted it. And Mark David commented on it and said, that's awesome. Thank you, Mark, so much. Appreciate your support. And everyone who bought a shirt so far during the season of Splat Attack, uh, we definitely had a surge of uh, interest after I put out some more designs so uh, let's keep that momentum going any other highlights for you yes uh, I, I want to go back to episode 50 of the main timeline because that's quite a milestone for us uh, mm-hmm. we've been doing this for almost two years now and considering that we made 50 episodes it, it feels like a whirlwind still it doesn't even feel like it's been almost two years plus that's not even including the minisodes and patreon episodes which are approaching a hundred if you count everything together uh, so that's 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 quite an accomplishment you know, patting ourselves on the back for it just because we've gotten this far. With a skeleton crew at that. Yes. Yeah. 
because um and and we had mentioned this before but if if you want to segue into challenges a bit if you really pay attention to the fact that it's mostly been the two of us until very very recently it's been it, it is a lot of work uh you splat attack is a full-time job uh, and we've said before that we want this to be our full-time job but you know with it is but we're not getting paid for a full-time job for it uh because the the amount of time that we it takes to plan the episodes schedule our guests make sure that we have the time write the notes write the episodes uh, because the we do because we do write these episodes uh yeah. we don't we don't script the whole thing. We mostly script the intro and the outro and then notes about the episodes themselves. And then we just riff back and forth, uh, just staying on topic. But that we have to we have to have that to keep the episode flowing. Otherwise, we'll get way off topic. And uh, and then you have all the prep work or the post work after about, like Brett said, making the thumbnails, uh, wanting to make sure that we have all the uh, effects that we need in the episodes, uh, the backgrounds, uh, the music, the sound effects and then having to make all the reels and then uh, posting them, it, it it takes a lot of work. Uh, most people just see, hey, new episode, and that's cool, and they watch it, and they love it, and we're so grateful for it. But with uh, the amount of time that it takes to put these together, it is a lot of time, and it takes a lot of effort, and it takes a lot of time out of our day. And... I know Brett works a part-time job and I work a full-time job and, and life happens. Uh, Brett had some major events take place uh, this season as have I, and it had put us, put us behind on our production schedule a little bit. We had to play catch up a couple of times and um, heaven forbid, if anything unpredictable would happen where Brett would get sick. Uh, there was a time when uh, somebody, which you, you all had seen in one of our episodes, but uh, a director came to me and said, "I have my lead actor walked out of a show, and I need a lead actor. Will you please do this?" So then I had to. I didn't have to, but I did step in to help him out because they wouldn't have had a show. And then we had to that that of course take some effects on Splat Attack, and I had to miss my first episode ever on Splat Attack, and I was so upset that it was the Space Cases one. Uh, but I was glad that I was able to get into it, and it was the Are You Afraid of the Dark one, and I was really upset about that one too. I I, I wedged you in there just for participation points. Yes, yeah, that was a really <laughs> fun one, and it would have been great to have you there in person. But even given the circumstances, I'm glad both of those uh, graphic intense episodes turned out great. Yes, they did. But it, it is a challenge just just to even do the series. And that's not saying that we don't that we're not complaining. That's that's saying it takes a lot of work, uh, which, again, is why we continue to say, please support. If you enjoy what we do, we do want to get to a point where we can get paid enough where we can put all of our focus for a full time job here because we love what we do and we want to do more things and and put more things out there for you especially over on patreon but to do that we have to have the time to be able to do that and we can't have more time until we can stop our full-time and part-time job to be able to put towards it so please head over to patreon continue to support us buy our buy our merch it's and also subscribe uh we are very very close to be able to get to a point where we can start getting sponsors and and be monetized and make money there because 
it's fun. We love it. It's work. It is very much a labor of love. Yeah, it's it's a lot of give and take in terms of getting this podcast done and balancing our personal lives. But hopefully we can get to a point where everything's just running really smoothly. We have more people helping us for dedicated tasks. And us can I just focus either on like the recording or just the editing or just certain aspects we're really, really good at um, and then hand off the other things to other people. So uh, we're going to keep going as far as we can until we can't go anymore. And with with your continued support, that uh, that will definitely make a dream a reality as we uh, keep fighting to exist. But I, I honestly felt bad for Brett this season uh, because he got to experience what I have been having to do with uh, a full season and then the minisodes on top of it uh, because before Brett was just doing um, one episode and then uh, a minisode series uh, for Patreon and then the minisode that he, he was putting over on our main timeline. And uh, then, he, and that was that was wearing him out. I knew that was wearing him out. But then he decided, of his own accord, to really buckle down and give our gacoids over on Patreon more content and really earn that money that they're they're giving to us, which I think is highly commendable and I'm very appreciative. So he decided to double down and do a full season over on Patreon, which meant that he's going to cut back on doing the Minisode series. That's fine. So I took all the minisode series between myself and Megan, and I kept the main episodes and put them over on YouTube for anyone to watch for free while Brett took the main, uh, the Patreon episodes. And I knew that wore him out. Uh, I, I knew it was going to wear him out. But I'm Ambition thinking, I'm really is my hoping. double-edged sword and my kryptonite. Like, I have such a commitment to quality that's inbred in me. It's, it's wild to see in action. But... It could also work against me if I'm stretching myself too thin. And I've definitely felt that during my Brett Wilson art days when I was mm -hmm. producing stuff and I just couldn't keep up for demand because the good and bad thing about social media is that it's always like instant there, boom, boom, boom. So with that comes with expectations for us to constantly deliver um, mm -hmm. due to whatever invisible force is pressuring us to do so. So without keeping that in check, it can quickly get out of hand and take a toll on our health and you know, we're both in our mid thirties. So we're at the point where we don't want our health to be sacrificed in the name of art. We should be able to stay healthy and also create great art. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more later about how we're gonna uh, make adjustments to make that more sustainable for the podcast mm -hmm. going forward. But I, I am very happy to say that after three seasons of the podcast, this season I finally hit my groove and especially with the support of my wife and my and my kids, well, Sam, but also, which is really great to say, the support of my actual boss at my full-time job, uh, I've been able to find a nice groove and a nice routine that has worked well for me so I don't get burned out. Mm -hmm. uh, Brett uh, I, I, I probably still has to find that nice, even balance. Well, but... Lots of highs and lows for me. Like, there are days where I edited an hour of footage in one day just because I'm like, oh, I gotta finish this episode. And then other days I can only do five minutes because I was that, that bogged down with personal things. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've had three seasons to work that out. Brett has had one season to try to work that out. So maybe two. This uh, We did Patreon since season two. Yeah, but this is the first time that you did a full season over on Patreon. Uh, so uh, in in this next season, we are going to cut some back on Patreon. Some. Uh, Brett is going to go back to doing one main episode for Patreon. And then he's also going to be 
doing uh, Nightmares as a Child again, uh, which we're going to put on our main timeline. So in between uh, the main episodes for Patreon, I will also be t doing We'll Be Right Back, and we'll be putting those over on Patreon. So our Gakoids are still going to get a full season's worth of content. So they'll be getting one one main episode a month and then many sods in between. So we're we're still we're still going to be cooking. Yeah. That's already a step in the right direction cuz it puts less pressure on me, but also we're we're still putting stuff out in in a nice period of time that people can catch up if they're having their busy lives and can't get to the podcast every other week either on Patreon or the main timeline and it doesn't feel like we're pushing too hard. So uh yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention it later, but we're, we're dialing it back to seven episodes for season five on Patreon um, as opposed to 13, just because that seems more my speed with what I got going on. Uh, I am going to offer an extra one during spooky season because I feel like it's necessary to ramp it up just a little bit. Uh, so we have two great Halloween episodes planned for then two unexpected ones, but I think you'll enjoy both of them equally. And, um, you know, as for Nightmares as a Child, I, I considered doing it at the beginning of season four, but I was just, after all the drawing I had to do for the season three ones, I was, I needed to take a break so I wouldn't hate it so much, but I'm, I'm back. I'm ready. I have all my stories written for, um, the season five nightmares as a child tales. And, uh, I hope you find some entertainment value or, um, at least connect with me through the tales as a result. And uh, I think if we, we keep the mini-sodes to like maybe one, two tops on Patreon a month with the We'll Be Right Back, we'll, we'll have a nice groove there too so that mm -hmm. it's not like the roller coaster highs and lows that I've been enduring uh, for the past six months. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. Uh, speaking of roller coaster, what are some challenges you think uh, we had to encounter during the season that were you know kind of a struggle, but uh, we, we still overcame them? I think the only real thing that we had in terms of anything that was major was whenever life just jumped in the way. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever we had illnesses that went between you or my family, uh, I, I very rarely get sick, but my family gets sick and I have right. to take care of them. Or um, uh, by the time this uh, has come up, Brett is in the middle of a move. Uh, so that has taken some effect. It's mostly been outside events of Splat Attack that directly affect Splat Attack. That's mostly been the factor. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, for our Tomorrow People episode where I had to record in the closet because there was a loud soccer team outside my window celebrating and they didn't want to go home. So uh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like cramped right up against my uh, my door with my wife's computer monitors on this little like rung shelf and i i had to like try very hard not to move to knock over the the green screen and the the keyboard and all that stuff so uh you thankfully you can't even tell when you look at the episode but th that's what i was dealing with at the time uh, so i considered that a challenge <laughs> yes and then also having a three-year-old who every once in a while would have some issues and would constantly call for me through the baby monitor oh yeah that <laughs> happened during that episode too <laughs> Uh, all of you with kids, you know, you know what that's like. Uh, would you say there are any failures or learning opportunities we encounter during season four? I don't think so. I haven't really noticed anything. Uh, I felt like everything we've done, we did to the best of our ability. Uh, I think the only thing that we potentially really could continue to learn from, but that's mostly just because of the 
ever-changing algorithms on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and what's the best way to try to reach people and, and where and what platform. and But that's always changing. So I don't really consider the, any of those failures. Uh, I just consider those a, okay, what now? Uh, because, uh, I mean, they're all learning opportunities because it's always changing and we always have to adapt to it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of adapting, I, I want to throw in here for the this category, um, just finding the best way to record our episodes. I know we primarily use Zoom, as some of you may have figured out um, whenever like our names would show up in the lower left corner. Um, and there are just some times where it was so difficult to deal with because it's Internet connectivity dependent. Uh, that we've had some serious lag with our recording <laughs> as I'm referencing the Welcome Freshman episode where I literally had to like constantly click my internet Wi-Fi on and off, on and off to be like, hey, guys, I'm here. I want to talk about my ep episode. That was a nightmare. And I feel so bad because I wanted to have a deeper conversation with everyone, but my internet was like, nope, not having it today. Oh my gosh, that was so funny though. I mean, that sucks. It, but I am so happy that if it was anybody, it was the Welcome Freshman cast, and yeah, they were at least all, they're understanding. They were all super chill. They all were saying, "Oh, we've got all the time in the world, so it's fine. Don't worry about it." And then we just chit chat back and forth, and we would laugh at Brett's misfortune the entire time. And uh, oh, it was funny. If you guys haven't seen the gag reel for this. You need to watch the gag reel for this, and the yes. only way, and the only place you're going to see it is Patreon. So yes, go. even if you just sign up for one month and binge all of them, it's it's definitely worth it because Alex does a great job of editing them together to maximize comedic effect. And I know <laughs> the Welcome Freshman one and the Tomorrow People gag reel are among my favorites this season. So good job there. <laughs> oh man, Sam cackled. Uh, not at the Welcome Freshman one, but the Tomorrow People one when you blew yourself up. Oh, yeah, he that was, barely that laughed. Was fun. That was really fun. <laughs> that was that was a fun bit you came up with while I was taking care of Jensen. Yeah, really, just for failures and learning opportunities, it does it doesn't really it's not specifically to us, but it's more like a general thing of how to handle being in the modern world, like how to make effective reels without being absolutely cringe or annoying, um, like still maintaining our integrity but also be popular with them. That's something we're kind of figuring out as well. Yeah. Um, and not selling out with, with all these thumbnails that you see all yeah. over the place. You won't believe what Jim Jenkins said. Like, yeah, because we could easily do that, but we, we'd hate ourselves at the end of the day. If we I, I that hate way. that stuff. Yeah. I hate that stuff. And Brett does too. Maybe looking for a Zoom alternative just because I know there's others out there that don't necessarily depend on internet for our connections, which can make videos smoother. Hopefully we can look into that uh, between now and season five at some point just to you know, upgrade our game and keep on moving. And, uh, you know, maybe even our mics and green screens too, or whatever kind of equipment that we need. Um, not a failure, just a learning opportunity so that we can up our production value and still maintain, yeah. remain faithful to the quality of our content without having issues with audio, video, lighting, you name it. Yeah, any, any failure is a opportunity to make it better. Uh, so let's move on to some of our favorite episodes that we've made across the season, both uh, released and unreleased, since we have technically recorded them all. Uh, Alex, would you like to mention yours by category of like main timeline, Minnesota's Patreon, what you like? All, 
And it's such a PC thing to say, and I say it every every time we do these overviews, but I am so happy with every single one of these episodes. I really am. Uh, if I didn't, we wouldn't have done them. But they've all been fun. We've all had fantastic guests. But just because we picked these as our favorites does not mean that we didn't like the others. It just means that we had a special connection with these for a reason. Right. Yeah, but, I wholeheartedly uh, agree. Like, every episode we've done... It, it was fun to make. It's fun to record. It's fun to get out there and talk with people about it. Um, I, I really can't recall an episode that we've done, at least this season, where I'm like, "Oh, I can't believe we did that. Let's let's not do that again." Uh, they all felt like a blast. So uh, I'm excited to see what we pick for each of them and if there's any overlap. Uh, so I, I only picked three. Uh, just to keep things concise, so the three I picked one was the Roundhouse Feminism episode, and the main reason for that it's it's Roundhouse. I love Roundhouse. I love those people, and anytime they're around, I just want to sit and listen to them. And we got to have Trisha join us, who's a, a fan and a very sweet uh, lady, and she actually bought our Roundhouse shirt. She bought two of them. Oh, wonderful! Uh, Thank you, Trisha. She, uh, she, uh, feedback, she bought a blue one and the, the black didn't show up too well because the blue one was darker than what than what showed up and then she saw my purple one and she went, okay I'm getting that one because that looks freaking awesome so gotcha. thank you Trisha. Yeah, we appreciate the feedback because uh, Bonfire is a digital store so unfortunately we can't look at the fabric as it's being made it's, it's pretty much like a made on demand uh, manufacturer so uh, I'll definitely look into that and adjust the colors until it looks like something that that works color scheme wise but uh, that was a fun episode it was it was so good to have all of them together it was a by the end of it brett was going i don't know how you're going to put this together and i said i, I got this you, you and, got layers of people talking on the editing oh, timeline man. higher than the empire state building <laughs> oh man i mean you 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 don't know there was so many layers to that episode. Oh, I'm sure. But uh, but it was it was so much fun though. And uh, second one is the Boy Meets World retrospective. Um, it was it's always fun whenever we get to branch away from Nickelodeon for a minute, but still keep it '90s. And Boy Meets World was not a staple of my childhood, but it is a staple of my of things I appreciate now and love now, thanks to my wife introducing it to me and also having the chance to do an episode with her and the fun things that we got to throw in that episode. I mean, the Feeny cut alone was fun. Oh yeah. That, that was my favorite moment of that episode. And even just hearing Eric say Feeny whenever uh, we did this or that. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. That was just jolly good fun. <laughs> and my my third pick was the top five uh, welcome freshman episodes, uh, and again just because of the cast, but all well not just because, but because of the cast, but also the fact we got to talk about something that we haven't had the chance to talk about in the on the show yet, and whenever we did bring this up, we had so many people, especially on social media and on Instagram, who who had said thank God somebody is talking about this show which that was really cool to see that there is a, a group out there who miss this show and no one talks about the show. And that's what we like to do is bring things up. I mean, the, Hey Arnold, are you afraid of the dark? Uh, Ren and Stippy, all these shows, people talk about them and they're fun, but there's so much to nineties Nick that gets overlooked. And it was so much fun to talk with them. And, and the fact that we were 
uh, surprised with Rick Galloway uh, because he was busy that day and Brock was able to pull him in and uh, Arian was able to pull in Brock. Uh, I mean, they all just came Domino together. effects, yeah. I mean, despite the technical issues, that, that was a beautiful episode. Um, love seeing everyone again. Hopefully we will get to see him again, maybe not next season, but, you know, the season after, anything's possible because... You know, you guys know we love Welcome Freshmen. Some of you out in the woodwork come out for Welcome Freshmen. So we're going to talk about it a little bit more just so that we can, you know, provide for that community that desperately needs some love. And, and the fact that I couldn't get hardly anybody for, for the Welcome Freshmen. I only got one person respond and it trickled down. By the time the episode was out and Rick Galloway asked, and, and he did ask, can I see this episode before you release it? So I sent it to him and he watched it and he loved it and then said, okay, when you want to do another one, let me know. I will go get other people to join us. Uh, so we've got more Welcome Freshmen cast members who will join us. So I am I'm so excited whenever celebrities are like, I love this. Let's do more. I'm going to get more people because we want to do this more. Like, yes! Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the most rewarding part about doing this podcast is getting people in on the fun, um, having them appreciate what we do and then wanting to contribute that, which is why I'm very thankful we had so many returning guests this season. We got Richard Dumont from episode 14. We've had Jim Jenkins from episode 17 come back for B22 and Richard came back for B20, B17, which if, if you want to learn my catalog system, look at the little numbers on the thumbnails, you'll find out. Um, Super Specs and Favorite Doug episodes, respectively. It was, it was great to have them. Carrie Lawrence from Space Cases Retrospective, she came back for our ranking of season one, and she was just a delight as ever to uh, talk on a more intimate level with her and Kat about all the episodes. So, you know, I, I think the more we do this and the more we continue to do this, more people who did the episodes participate in what they made for us to watch as kids and are now older but still on the radar with our content i think we're, we're going to be able to you know have them magnetize gravitate towards what we're doing and be able to create more great episodes um with their involvement but those are those are my three that i picked for my favorite episodes for the main timeline what are ones that you picked well being the overachiever that i am i picked four for each but i'll go pretty quick <laughs> Uh, I, I want to start off with episode 43, which was the Auro Monsters versus uh, Ren and Stimpy episode we did for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I was a little nervous that that wouldn't work out because the guest that we originally assigned to that couldn't make it, um, which is totally fine. I talked with him about it. He just wasn't feeling comfortable being on camera. Um, so we, we had to scramble for an alternate guest. And I'm, I'm really glad we found Nathan uh, to be the judge because we had a lot of fun laughing about both of those episodes and all the, all the silly things that just happened to come up throughout the categories from like rename game titles to uh, what Oblina was doing behind the bush. So if you haven't seen or heard that episode yet, <laughs> go, go watch or listen to it and have a good laugh. Oh man, Nathan was so much fun. I want to have yeah. him back. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, I love all of our guests. We really haven't had a bad guest where we're like, nope, they're blast blacklisted. Get them out of here. Uh, everyone who's already been on has a welcome open invitation to come back again. Just see what episodes you want to jump on with us and we'll make it happen. But moving on with my other favorites, uh, I'm, I'm going to go to episode 45, which is the Field Trip versus Pigeon Man episode. And I really appreciate having Julian Hester from What's In My Head Pod on there because him and I are definitely on the same brain brainwave uh, when it comes to understanding and appreciating Hey Arnold. Just 
it, it was a very sentimental episode battle because both of them deal with kind of deeper social issues uh, that came up with Pigeon Man and Lockjaw respectively. And I'm glad we got to shine a light on that because a lot of people talk about Pigeon Man on social media, but they don't really go much deeper than, oh, I remember that scene where he's like flying with all the pigeons. Or I remember Lockjaw, but not really exploring that. And having opportunities to do that are just, they, they, they open up my heart so much. So yeah, it was, it was a special episode to do despite changing it from a, a baseball themed Hey Arnold episode battle. And Hopefully, we'll have Julian on again in the coming seasons. Mm-hmm. Continuing on, of course, welcome freshman. We already talked about that one at length. Uh, despite my internet issues, it was a fun episode to get to see everyone, talk about stuff, see all their collections and memorabilia they had from the shows. That was amazing. Uh, always, always a treat to see that and getting to witness like firsthand encounters of of them just hanging out with Shanice, uh, riding in the van chilling to uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's like we, we got an edge that modern Nickelodeon doesn't have in that regard because we're able to have such unique experiences with our guests that really make this podcast worthwhile. And then lastly, I want to wrap up with uh, episode 52, which is the unreleased one, technically, uh, but it, it will be out by the time this overview is out. It is the Salute Your Shorts episode battle between Michael and Pinsky. Uh, for their episode, it's it's basically Michael comes to camp versus Pinsky come to, comes to camp because it's their debut episodes for each respective season of the show. But having Justin there again was a, it was great to have him judge. Uh, we had a lot of fun talks uh, in between. I just really enjoyed looking at Salute Your Shorts this way because we haven't talked about it much since our Cursed Skull uh, bonus episode on Patreon, and um, it, it was a pretty close battle. Like. It, it it's hard for me to remember exactly all the details that happened because my brain's kind of in burnout mode right now from doing uh, six episode recordings within two weeks. But it, it was a very fun episode and I remember enjoying it a lot. So shout out to that. And then of course, Doug's cool shoes. Um, love shoes, love talking about Doug, loved having Matt Gordon on who was who wrote to our show and then eventually became a guest. So that was a fun treat and I'm sure we'll see him again in a future episode too. Alex, what do you have for uh, favorite minisodes? Uh, minisodes. We had two minisode series this uh, season. Uh, we had the We'll Be Right Back episodes, which was <laughs> just me. And then we also had the minisode series Meg Reacts. So I've got two of each. Uh, for the We'll Be Right Back ones, uh, and, and the only reason I picked these as my favorite is because of all the things to talk about this season, these were my favorite subjects. Uh, and one of them was the Batman episode, because... I freaking love Batman. I mean, who, too. who doesn't love Batman? Uh, if you, you don't, you're not American. But uh, <laughs> Batman is awesome. And I loved, uh, it, it played such a part of my childhood in the 90s. And there's so many avenues for things that were Batman. So it was fun to dig up some old 90s commercials and all the different aspects where you see Batman included in, in uh, marketing. And that was that was really fun. But also Ernest. Uh, I, I said it in the episode, uh, if you don't like Ernest, I understand why, uh, but I loved Ernest, uh, and I still do, and it, the fact that he was here in town and uh, got to do commercials here, that was really cool. Uh, I will say that after I filmed the episode, 
uh, I did get in touch with uh, the wife of the owner of Ottoman Chrysler. I know I said Henderson Chevrolet during the episode, but you all saw the corrections that I was making about Ottoman Chrysler. But uh, I actually got to speak with her, and she said that she remembered him. Uh, she was a little girl uh, whenever he used to come around, and she got to meet him frequently. And how loving and supportive and just uh, how genuine a good guy he was. And that was really cool to see, uh, or I should say here. And uh, she said that she remembered when uh, Jim Varney was making Beverly Hillbillies, the movie. Uh, he was playing Jed Clampett, and he was talking about the girl who was playing Ellie Mae and said, she's really good. She's a very good actress. Her dad is very, very overprotective, but, I mean, look at her. I can kind of understand why he's overprotective of her. But then also she was saying that when he did Toy Story 2, because he was the voice of Slinky Dog, uh, he passed away of lung cancer, and he was very, very sick when uh, Toy Story 2 was taking place, and he was, he knew that he wasn't going to be around for much longer, and during the premiere of Toy Story 2, he was sitting in the movie theater and was sitting with, with uh, a very dear friend of his, and wasn't really, I mean, he was watching the movie, and he was loving the movie, but he would, then he got reflecting on all the things that he's done in his career and he leaned over to his friend and said this has been a really fun ride mm. uh, and I, I'll never forget that story and I'm very grateful that she shared that with me I wish that the Ottoman Chrysler would release the other earnest commercials that they made uh, but say la vie but uh, those uh, those were my two favorite will be right backs. And as for Meg reacts, which I'll make considerably shorter, uh, the Meg reacts Barbie episode I thought was funny, uh, just because she was cracking me up uh, with all her different responses to some of the stupid stuff that Barbie was putting out at the time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, particularly the boombox and and the commercial. Right? I, I love how that girl is dancing to "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Like, yeah, I'm an anarchist. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, the and, little little touches like that really make these mini shows entertaining. And uh, and also, as much as I dislike the topic, it did make for a very fun episode to watch and, and edit. Uh, but it was the 90s music episode uh, because Megan, uh, you all saw, Megan has a very wide appreciation for music. I don't. So it made for, because most of the time she and I are very much in sync and we think the same way. We like the same things. Music, we really diverge. And it was, it made for an interesting dynamic for the episode. But those are my, my favorite minisodes. Cool. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, M25 is the music one, so that's on my list as well, just because of how fun it was to see your approach on it, uh, even if you didn't necessarily <laughs> like all the options. <laughs> Spice Girls. <laughs> uh, uh, tight. <laughs> I actually did like your Mario will be right back a lot, too, because... Um, even though I grew up a Sonic fan, I, I got introduced to Mario later in life by my my best friend, Max, who unfortunately couldn't make it as a guest this season, even though he was scheduled. Um, but it was fun to see all those commercials again, and it brought me back to earlier days of Sam Reacts when he saw Mario commercials. So that's that's like a fun trip down nostalgia lane for me in a simple way. Um, I also appreciate the Jell-O one, M20, the very first one of the season, because I love Jell-O and... 
just seeing that again brought me back to like kindergarten and first grade where I'd have jello snacks packed in my brown paper lunch bag and also when jello molds were really popular and we just like watch them jiggle like even even in that one Rugrats episode where I think it's called Meet the Carmichaels where Susie first moves in and the mom is like opening the fridge and showing Dee Dee to put the jello mold in with the others and there's all these different types and there's like a gross hairy gray one with hair <laughs> I'm like ugh, who made that but uh yeah that was that was a fun trip down memory lane um i i actually bought some jello afterwards so yay product placement <laughs> <laughs> and my last mini so favorite is actually m29 which was the teenage mutant ninja turtles conversation with richard um he's another one who wrote to us uh, around season two and we finally got to have him on the show informally and i just i just appreciate having him on so much so thank you richard for uh joining us for that mini-sode and we'll be excited to see you again down the road uh, on our podcast uh yeah yeah just a lot of a lot of great content there i mean they're all enjoyable again even other ones like the mcworld one that i didn't get to mention and the drink commercial one i picked that topic for you guys and when i first saw that with my wife we just we were having me slapping laughs watching your reaction to all those because i thought they'd be fairly even kill but meg was like nope i hate this <laughs> especially tang and i'm like well i just remember the commercial i don't remember drinking it <laughs> oh that was hilarious i was cracking up with that yeah I yeah we really gotta, we got we gotta do more of those where we we do like blind picks and then see how the other person reacts because i think that's part of the magic is <laughs> finding out what I, happens i really wanted to find that clip of mystery sides theater 3000 i love tang but i couldn't find it anywhere sorry so i don't know what movie it's from so it's from it's from the movie uh, i know which oh. one it's from oh but yeah. i i just couldn't find the clip anywhere on youtube to be able to put in but oh well. right uh, moving on to Patreon episodes, we, as, as we mentioned before, put a full season out, which uh, I guess you can say I'm compensating for not doing a Patreon during season one of our podcast by uh, kind of getting everything up to speed. So uh, with that being said, it's kind of like season four and five or one and two, however you want to look at it. But we had a lot of great episodes there, too, surprisingly. And um, despite the challenges, the production quality really didn't suffer that much, maybe just a tiny bit at near the end. Um, so starting off with you, Alex, what Patreon episodes did you enjoy the most and why? Uh, so I picked one, two, three, four. I picked four episodes for this season. Uh, I'll try to make, go through these uh, quicker uh, just because I got on a side tangent about these cool stories about Jim Varney, because that'll probably be the last time I really get to talk about Ernest. Um, Patreon episodes, favorite Nick Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. Uh, that was really fun because we don't really get to talk about music very much. Uh, and when we do, you're, you know what my opinion more than likely is going to be. But we get to talk about uh, songs on Nickelodeon and the different theme songs and uh, little music videos and segments and things like that. That was a really fun Gakoid's choice. Uh, and for the rest of you, if you would like to have the opportunity to pick an episode that uh, we will put out on our main timeline, our Gakoids have that, uh, the ability uh, that helps steer uh, the direction that we're going to go on for a couple of episodes. So that was one of their picks, and that was a really, really fun episode to do. I, I liked diving in and picking different songs that most people would probably forget. I That was also on my list, too, so I'll just cover it here. 
I, I really enjoyed hearing Zach's take on it and even getting to hear Danny Tamborelli's picks because music was a big part of his life when he was on Pete and Pete because that show is all about music, whether you acknowledge it or not. Um, yeah, just it was a very unique exercise in being able to comb through 90s Nick history to see what I could pull out. And even though I wanted to list a few more songs that didn't quite make it to the episode, at least it, it made us realize just how much available there is out there. So there's a good chance there will be a sequel episode down the road uh, where we do more favorite Nicktoons. Uh, and I'm sure this one's on your list as well. Favorite Doug episodes. Um, Jim Jenkins. Just freaking Jim. Uh, just to sit down and talk with a guy. He is somebody else that, I, and I think I've said this before, I would love to just meet him in person and go to a coffee shop and just share uh, donuts and coffee and just listen to his stories, whether they have anything to do with Nick or nothing to do with Nick. I, I just love to hear the guy just talk about life. Uh, so, and plus it's Doug. Doug is one of my favorite Dick tunes, so I can never, never go wrong there. Uh, another episode, uh, favorite episode of mine, which may leave a bit of a sore spot for for Brett, was our Legends versus episode. Uh, not because of how it, the end result was, but I like the idea of having a versus episode for a game show. We haven't done that before, and I really like that. Uh, I'm I'm a bit bummed we couldn't get the other guests that we wanted to have on. Uh, and we've tried many times, but the guy's schedule is just chaos. But we got to have Kristen, and I was really, really excited that we got to have her on for uh, the Guts episode, and then she came back for the Legends of the Hidden Temple episode. She's very sweet, and it's fun It's fun getting to hear uh, the contestants' perspective, even though there's a lot of overlap because, you know, the shows were all made pretty much the same way. Every person had a different take and every person had different feelings and everyone had just about a different end result. So everyone's story is unique when it concerns the the game shows. So it was fun to have her on and fun to listen about what her experience was. And uh, my other favorite, my last pick is our Ren and Stimpy versus Rocco episode where we had Carl join us. Uh, that that was hilarious. Uh, first of all, we got to talk about Ren and Stimpy, which is my other favorite Nick too. We haven't really had that uh, much of an opportunity because, again, I loved that one that we did um, for the, the, the St. Patrick's Day episode. That one was hilarious. Uh, I loved having Nathan on, but I love having Carl on. And uh, I loved the, the cool... Uh, things that he had shared with us that he had collected same with russ montague uh the things that he had collected i love collector's corner that is my favorite segment this season um uh, but uh the that episode it was cracking me up uh just because rocco and Ren and stippy are hilarious period and putting the two together uh, is just pure magic so i i, I want to have those two go against each other again so for my favorite uh, Patreon episodes, I kept it to about four, but I really did enjoy uh, seeing the end result of all of them so far. I mean, they were, they were just tons of fun. And I think we, we lucked out with picking really solid topics for, for all of these, uh, regardless of their popularity. So first off, I'm going to say that I enjoyed favorite Doug episodes, of course. Doug's one of my favorite Nicktoons. Love seeing Travis and uh, Jim Jenkins on there talk about their picks with us, along with some you know, background history. That was always a treat. Um, I enjoyed the Super Specs episode we did of Are You Afraid of the Dark? 
that was unexpectedly difficult to edit, but also really, really impressive with that with the outcome. You know, we had three guests on there. I was manning the ship for the first time on my own. And uh, we just plowed through the episode review, but we also got to hear a lot of great stories that we didn't really go too much into depth with Richard on uh, during our Sardo retrospective. So getting that second chance to talk with him, converse with him, it was great. And then also second time for, no, third time for Cortland and second time for Amethyst. So it was it was just like old buddies gathering to get together again and uh, reminiscing about something we all have in common, which was lovely. Plus, I got to go into an alternate dimension of Splat Attack, which is interesting, too, <laughs> thanks to the super specs I was wearing. I also uh, would like to give a shout out to the Space Cases ranking season one episode. Yes. Uh, that was that was probably the most difficult one for me to edit just because it was two and a half hours. I only had two weeks to do it and I was sick while I was recording it. So everything was fighting me uh, to give up, but I didn't. And I'm really happy we got to do it because we got a closer look at all the season one episodes from the show, got a chance to rank them all with their own Splat Attack rating, and just hear some more stories from Carrie and you know how these episodes affected each of us, Cat, Alex as well, through his transmissions. So we, this is probably the first time we've also gotten two perfect episodes from a ranking episode. And I'm, I'm happy that the ones that got elevated into the Splat Attack Pantheon were the ones that we all agreed upon, which are The Impossible Dram and On the Road to Find Out. Uh, lastly, I'll just mention again, favorite Nicktoons. That was a surprise hit because it was floating in my head and it was just kind of an inkling to put it in the Gakoid's choice for the voting poll. And yet somehow that got blown away well all the other choices got blown away by that one so i was pleasantly surprised with the outcome there and just being able to talk with zach about music and see his uh kablam and are you afraid the dark mask collection was a true real treat and uh i'm sure we'll see him again for kablam or pete and pete or anything else we could come up with that uh he would like to be on all righty i guess we're going to move on to some slime tank stacks for anyone who loves numbers like i do and if you don't <laughs> you can skip over this using the chapters on youtube you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at least, uh, li at least listen to a portion of the episode the stats move yeah <laughs> you know that duck sound when something disappointing yes. happens i do that all the time in real life it's like wait your dog ran away for your homework <laughs> So, um, you know, I like to do this for every overview just because it's interesting to see how our, our audience receives these episodes versus how we personally receive these episodes. So whether or not this agrees with you, we'll, we'll find out. So for our Slime Tank stats, uh, we're gonna start off with a couple of different lists here. Um, most listened to episodes according to Main Timeline Podbean, which is our hosting website for podcast. I looked through all the numbers and as of the day of this recording may change, but right now it is episode 40 with 428 downloads, which no surprise is our premiere episode. Those usually do pretty well. It was our favorite pilot episodes when we had Isaiah on. And I think that was a lot of fun because we delved into a, a corner of 90s Nick history that most people don't even touch. And we, we, we ended up digging up some pretty obscure titles. So I think we did the 90s Nick community justice by you know, shedding some light on things most people have forgotten about. That was a that that was fun. 
Moving on to most listened to episodes on our main timeline from the YouTube side of things, we also have episode 40 with 605 views. So apparently the visuals we did for that were very eye-catching that everyone had to see it rather than listen to it. Uh, always, always fun to see that happen whenever uh, the same episode wins in more than one category. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we have most listened to episodes uh, for our mini-sodes on Podbean, which is episode M22 with 194 downloads. That would be our Batman commercials episode. So Ooh. I guess everyone really enjoyed listening to it there. And I don't blame you because a lot of those commercials were very nostalgic. For our most listened to episodes uh, with mini-sodes on YouTube, it was episode M24, which is our uh, conversation with Jasmine at, over 90s con. That was, that was fun. I didn't, I didn't expect it to do that well because there was virtually no editing involved, but I guess sometimes people just want to hear people talk about their experiences and the minimalism approach worked there. So awesome that we got to make that happen, Jasmine. Thank you for being on our show there. Yes, thank you, dear. Moving on to most listened to episodes of Patreon, uh, which is linked through YouTube when we post the videos, we have episode B17, the Are You Afraid of the Dark Super Specs episode review with an astounding 42 views. So that's awesome. My special effects paid off. <laughs> and I know some of you are probably going, 42, that's not much. That That's quite a bit considering the fact that the, the, the amount of people that we have supporting Patreon. So thank you all of you patrons who, who have continued to support. Uh, on the flip side of things, we have least listened to episodes. Uh, so I'm curious to see how these uh, stack up against each other. Starting off with the main timeline on Podbean, we have episode 49 with 161 downloads. And that is the Tomorrow People miniseries review of Monsoon Man. Eh, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I know it's... Uh, Tomorrow People is more obscure than I thought it'd be, despite my massively vivid memories of the entire series, but... It's just one of those things that I kind of want to get through because it's covered. It, it's part of 90s Nick history, so it still deserves to be covered like other obscure things. Agreed. Eventually, we plan to do the Ramesses Connection and the Living Stones, which are the final two of the series. Uh, we'll, we'll hold off on those for a while, though. Uh, least listened to episode on YouTube was also episode 49 with 78 views. So, yep. Yeah, this, despite the Outcast reference, it wasn't it wasn't enough to uh, get in people's faces, which is perfectly fine. Um, least listened to episodes for minisodes on Podbean. We had episode M thirty with only one hundred three downloads, and that was the Ernest Chrysler one, and that's notably understandable because that episode came out two days ago as of this recording, so not not much time for people to tune in. Um, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see how the others stack up once they release the final batch. And it's also a fairly niche topic. Yeah, yeah. Although I do I do appreciate the, the heart that you put into presenting it. So kudos there, even if it doesn't have a high number. That's all right. Yeah. And lastly, least listen to episodes uh, on the Patreon side. We have a tie between Rocco's Modern Life Camera Shy and Mr. Wizard's Wacky Wild Experiments with 12 views each. Um, that's that's unfortunate because I had a lot of fun in both of those, especially with the effects near the end. But either people didn't have time or they just thought it was too goofy or whatever. It's let, let us know what you think in the comments, uh, Gakoids, how you actually receive these episodes, because if I'm coming across as a little bit too annoying or too much acting, just uh, let me know and I can dial it back. <laughs> but personally, I have fun when I do this stuff. I mean, uh, they're, they're, the camera shy episode, that that one was so much fun. We had a blast sharing stories. 
Yeah. Very, very long collector's corner. Yeah, talking about being naked. Fun stuff for the family. And yes, the collector's corner for, for that alone. Go check that out if you guys haven't done it yet, because that one was... That's awesome. Russ had a lot of amazing stuff to share with us. He did. He did. We're definitely going to have Russ back. Ryan Smiga, too, who was on the Mr. Wizard episode. Uh, although it was a little bit kind of rapid fire because he did it at the beginning and not the end of the episode like we had planned. So I had to do my best with the footage. Moving on to longest episode, uh, some more stats for you. On the main timeline, we have episode 46, the Boy Meets World episode at two hours and 16 minutes. So much for following our 90 minute rule this season. <laughs> well, and that, there's so much to talk about in retrospectives most of the time. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just an observation. I'm just happy the fact that our longest one was two hours, 16 minutes, because we've had longer than that for some of our mm -hmm. previous seasons. Yeah, Michael Jackson elimination bracket and uh, <laughs> ranking Power Rangers season Power one Rangers. Holds, holds that title. <laughs> that was a four and a half hour recording. I can't believe we did that in an ice storm. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, um, shortest episode on the main timeline, conversely, was episode 44, Favorite Nick Pets. And that was just an hour shorter at one hour, 16 minutes. And uh, cha changing that because that has now been changed because since then, it's now the Gullah Gullah Island episode at one no hour and five minutes. Wow. I didn't realize it was that short. It went, it flew past. Oh my. Okay. Well, changing that episode 51 Gullah Gullah Island retrospective <laughs> an hour, 10 minutes. Wow. We haven't done episodes that short since the beginning of season one. An hour five. Um, Longest episode for our mini-sodes is my conversation with Richard at 24 minutes. Uh, I didn't have the heart to cut out anything that wasn't Ninja Turtles related just because I was really into the flow of it with him. So that's why it's a little bit on the longer side, but whatever. And, and, the, whole, and the whole point of the conversation with episode is it's a conversation, just riffing back and forth and having a nice convo back and forth. So don't want to cut any of that. Just it's It's meant to be very minimalistic let's have a conversation and then we'll cut it and then of course our short, shortest episode for the minisodes is the jello one m20 at just 10 minutes i wish there's more commercials and i wish some of them were bill cosby but i can understand not including him so leave well, it at that I, I, and i think the reason i didn't put as many bill cosby ones is because he was mostly 80s uh it, it wasn't anything to do with him uh, just the fact that most of his stuff was in the 80s and in the 90s they did more of the jello gelatin and the it's alive uh, thing but uh, I did want to have more commercials but unfortunately those were the only ones I had at the time uh, our longest episode for Patreon is no surprise our Space Cases ranking season 1 episode B19 at 2 hours and 38 minutes pretty long there and conversely, our shortest episode on Patreon was B14. I Love Chicken versus Love Spanked. Uh, beat, it, beat out Mr. Wizard by um, less than a minute. And that ranks at an hour 28 minutes. Uh, lastly, we have uh, most guests on our main timeline, which uh, surprisingly is the Roundhouse episode, episode 42, Feminism episode review. Um, beat out the Welcome Freshman one by three guests, but we're, we're happy to have all of them there. So our most, most guests on Patreon, believe it or not, is our Wienerville 30th anniversary. And I guess that makes sense because anytime we do an anniversary episode, we just want to pile in as many people as possible uh, to share their memories and experiences from all walks of life. And we had, I believe, 10 guests on that show, including Mark and Max Wiener, uh, Ray Ruzzo, Dave Jordan, who did a lot of the props on Wienerville. And then, of course, many of the fans 
including Manny, uh, David Hardebridge, if that's how you pronounce their last name, Amy as well, and um, Kylie. Kylie. Kylie, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was that was tons of fun to do with all of them. And it's been a while since we've done an anniversary episode as well. Alrighty, moving on for uh, season five as we get ready for the next frontier of our podcast. What kind of goals do you have for season five, Alex? If any come to mind. Well, uh, the the big goals that I want to try to do is I really want to get uh, a thousand subscribers on YouTube, uh, which uh, may not sound like a really big deal to most of you listening, but honestly, YouTube has a nice little what's a marker uh, milestone. You hit a thousand subscribers, then you can start to un- well unlock new features for you, and we can start getting you monetized, and we can start getting sponsors. It's it's a big deal for content creators. So we're we're very close. We are almost at the 900 subscribers as of now. So it, within season five, we definitely want to make the thousand subscribers. It's been a great journey so far. Steadily gaining more and more fans who appreciate what we do. Once we get that final push into a thousand subscriber land, then at least we have more tools um, to to just better serve you, slimesters and gacoids. So. Um, We'll, we'll see what the future brings, and thank you for continuing to support us and uh, sharing the wealth of other 90s Dicks fans who would be interested in our content but haven't necessarily seen it or heard it yet. And uh, I also want to look uh, much, much more into this uh, platforming uh, campaign that we were presented with. I really want to get this off the ground, especially with the writer strike that's been going on and the amount of artists who don't have a place where they can put their content out where there will be an audience and uh, get financially compensated for their work and uh, not have somebody take their stuff and keep it for themselves. Uh, we, we really want to make a safe place for artists. And, um, and, and that's a very, very big passion for both Brett and myself. And um, I also want to get into a nice steady groove over on Patreon of doing two live streams a month. Uh, we didn't get to do one uh, this month because this month was 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 packed. But uh, we started getting into a groove of doing two live streams a month. One live stream would be Nickelodeon, and one live stream would be non-Nickelodeon, but other 90s properties. And they have been a lot of fun. And occasionally we'll do Gakoid's Choice, where I just uh, I'll share my screen with them and let uh, one person pick an episode and another person pick another episode and, and we just go until we usually decide okay that's been enough and, uh, and those have been a lot of fun so I want to get into a nice routine of doing those um, and, and give our patrons what they've come to expect so uh, that that's uh, I really want to get into a nice groove of that um, main, main goal for me is just finding work life balance because yeah. I have a bad habit of just burning myself out in the name of creativity and Obviously, that's not sustainable, but I'd like it to be sustainable. So as a result, I'm dialing back my episodes to, you know, half again, plus one extra Halloween episode and see how that goes. Plus the minisodes, um, Nightmares of the Child. Hopefully that'll work out. Uh, other than that, just kind of little things like add more effects and interactivity through our segments. Um, I, I want to see like all of our segments have like an animated background of some sort instead of the still image. So that could be something we can work on. Uh, also just finding more ways to interact with you guys. Um, yeah, I, a lot of my, a lot of my goals are pretty vague, but also 
things that have been constantly on my mind just to help improve and refine the podcast. Uh, maybe, maybe having some help with some marketing so that we can branch out in more effective ways than just guerrilla tactics or just paying Meta all of our money to have very little coverage with boosted posts because uh, we found out in the past that that really didn't do much for us. Um, I, I would like to figure out a way to do season overviews and have the final batch of episodes at the end of seasons be included somehow, but I think that just comes down to scheduling. So. We'll have to figure that out on, on the back end. But overall, I think there's there's a lot of good things that are in the works that will just become furtherly developed as we continue into season five. And uh, hopefully we just continue to keep going onward and upward through it. Yeah, you, you all don't know this. Uh, it's a really great dynamic between both Brett and myself. Uh, because Brett is is he he really meticulizes over small detail things, and that's not a complaint. It's a great thing to have in a podcast, and he has a great eye. Whereas I am much more just I can roll with the punches and just keep going, and 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 I can take many things on at a time. So it's it's a great dynamic between us. But whenever we move into planning out a next season. I love hearing these new ideas that Brett has. Uh, so when he says that he's got some ideas, they're very vague. They're not vague. They're vague for, vague for they're me. vague. They're vague for a lot of you who are listening, but for him, they're really small, meticulous little things of okay, how can I make this one little thing different? And then he kind of goes off that, and mm -hmm. it's always cool. I, I always look forward to see what he has. That just triggered something in my mind. Um, I do want to play with some of our formats a little bit more in ways we've done before uh, and also new ways like for our verses and episode battles. We, we had a taste of that with doing two on two um, for each of the episodes we we're defending, which I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, maybe we can do two on two again for a verses next time or even do something that I've had in, in my mind for a while called triple threat where we do three episodes in comparison instead of two that all share a theme and we have a third person defending them. So I think there's some room for play with, um, you know, twisting around already established formats of our podcasts and also introducing new ones like character battles. I feel like that fit right in with the episode battles and verses where we just go in depth of, with characters like maybe, you know, I'm just saying this for example, I'm not guaranteeing it will happen like Garfield versus Heathcliff, uh, Clarissa versus Alex Mack. Uh, Roger versus Budnick. I mean, the, I feel like when we actually take time to see what we can draw from and pair up, um, there's a lot of possibility there. So we can we can find more formats to introduce into the show, even like something that's more free flowing, like a create your own idea where we can do something that's easy that people want to do, like create your own Are You Afraid of the Dark Tale and share it, or you know, give us your version of the Hidden Temple and how it would play out, or like. A double dare obstacle course just like taking something that already exists and making it brand new so i think if we to pursue any of these formats in season five season six or beyond uh, i think that could continue keeping keeping our podcast fresh and new and interesting um with remixing what's already established in the 90s nickelodeon sphere mm, agreed that being said, do you have any uh, wish list items for season five that you want to accomplish or just episodes you're looking forward to doing anything really without revealing too much? Uh, anytime that we're looking into the next season uh, and uh, looking at the potential guests that we could have for the next season always excites me. But see, and see, that's the thing is 
when we go into the next season and we know the episodes we're doing, we have an idea of, I bet I could get this person, but we don't know that whenever we're doing these overviews. Yeah, so it by, work out. So by the next season, or by the next season overview, it'll it'll be, that was really cool to have all these celebrity guests, but we don't know if we're going to get them or not whenever we are planning the episodes. But um, I, I'm excited at the prospect of it, and I'm excited about the things that we are going that we are going to talk about. Uh, I would like to get more of these bad boys out. Uh, we and uh, I am also I don't really want to give anything away, but Brett and I are planning something very very special that we are going to do this weekend uh, for season five, and I am very excited for it. Uh, that is all I'm going to say about that. Uh, we will we will talk about that uh, a whole lot more whenever we get to our season five overview. But it is it's a, it's something that's been a long time coming, and I'm really excited for it. Well, if we got any bloopers that we want to share here from the silliest moments of season four, let's show them now in a highlight reel. Uh, so what I think we'll do, I don't want to play too many of the bloopers uh, because the, I don't want to take away from our patrons. But I, but I will put in, because we've talked about it earlier, the welcome freshman gag reel. Uh, just the part where we're talking, where Brett was having so many issues. So. If any of you want to wonder why that record, because that was a four-hour recording session also, and it turned into be a two-hour-long episode, and it was all because of technicalities. So take a look at this probably two, five, I think it was a five-minute-long gag reel, but it's worth mm -hmm. it. Watch this. It was, was it? Rhymes with Liar. Mm -hmm. Okay, there you go. Rhymes with Liar. So, so I would have never... Oh, no, no. Shawnee's and it was yeah. just such oh. a it was I will never forget that moment. Would you be able <laughs> to repeat that because it froze the moment you started talking about Shanice? Oh, oh no. my bad. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, it's it's the internet. It it's annoying yeah. sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stupid so, face space. Yeah, that was, was a great time. I'm gonna share with you guys actually. The song? What? Oh, Whoa. Recording's okay. back. Okay, Aaron, yes. over. He's playing musical chairs. Now he's over here. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me get back. No, I got to rearrange this. Um, okay, so you were down there. Brock was up. Okay, it's all good. Oh, yes. So we're, so we're just uh, go ahead and, and die. Oh, no. No, not when it's good. Come on, Zoom. Work with me. Come back, come back, come back, come back. Oh, no. But um, but, back. Geez, ladies and gentlemen, Brett Wilson. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Uh, no. Come on, come on, come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Okay. Yeah, Zoom Zoom humor is a thing. Like we, there we go. Zoom humor, we go. you have to have it. Okay, the okay. freshmen and I were better. all meeting regularly Much better. for a while. And we used to, we would pretend we froze. Yep, just, you'd be like, you'd be sitting there talking to you. Get... And just like, like, right? We all I'm did it. <laughs> it's like pandemic. We keep... Oh no, we froze for real. Let, let's get through this episode before Zoom crashes. Take, 40, take 47. <laughs> You're fine. Where'd Brock go? That's a good oh, point, I mean, actually. Yeah, I had, 
thought about that, but that's a really good. Do you, I will. Oh no. What is going on with this episode? Keeps freezing like every time I read. Uh, and it looks like everyone's frozen, so you probably aren't hearing me. When I was doing research for this upcoming episode, I somehow came across this ep this like short-lived TV series called. Oh damn it! Brett, I wish, I wish you you could have seen what took place because you froze for us, and of course we froze for you, but your audio was still going. So we oh, really? heard uh, we heard uh, this very limited series. Damn it! And then oh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Perfect. This is gonna be a bitch to edit for you, Alex. This is annoying. I happened to stumble upon this very strange Nickelodeon shot. No! It froze again! Oh my gosh. It's never been this bad before, ever. For my number five, uh, it is The Grass is Always Greener from Season 2, Episode 9, or... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Billy Cushman kind of giving her a hard time and just being really gross. <laughs> and every person we've worked with has been fantastic. Hello! I think we should all agree to be frozen next time he comes back. <laughs> Okay, finally. <laughs> oh, no, frozen again. <laughs> did we get him? I think we got him. I think we got him. I think we did. I think we got him. Okay. <laughs> Love you, Brent. Um, I, I actually did enjoy a lot of the the, in, the guest intros we do because that's become a staple of our podcast uh, ever since Phil Moore graced us with his presence. So before we jump into our next uh, playful segment, is there any guest intro you really appreciated that we we came up with that was creative? Oh, gosh, all right, I got to look at the episodes because we did so much this season that I can't remember all of them right I'm gonna, off the top of my head. Well, I'm going to say two that immediately come to mind for me. Super Specs okay. and the Legends episode battle, both on Patreon. And the reason for that is I literally used the Dark Magic book to uh, conjure that, up... That was great. Amethyst and Richard. Um, and I had, the, I had the whole Super Specs vision around us, which is a callback to episode 14 with the Sardo retrospective. So that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, we had the, the triple guest intro with... Um, Manny, Justin from Cool Kids Club, and Kristen. And all of them had a pretty fun intro where I think Manny had the, the Legends pendants come in just like on the TV show with lightning yes. and introduce them. Yeah, that was and then cool. Justin had the silver monkey being assembled and he ate it. <laughs> and then I think Kristen just showed up with her red jaguar emblem. So that was great. And then of course, B16 of Cursed Skull. I was really hitting my groove in that in that patch of uh, Patreon episodes, but um, with, with the with the cow skull acolytes rising with the dark magic, oh, I love that. That turned out way better than I imagined. 
the the two that really come to mind for for this season was uh, I really it it was simple, but I sometimes I I really like simplicity. Uh, the way that we introduced all of our guests for the Roundhouse episode, because we had the TV in the corner and the the, mm-hmm. the credits were rolling, it was their original uh, uh, theme song uh, mm-hmm. intro, and then it would fade out to them now, and that was fun. But also, I, just because I'm really proud of how almost dead on it was, was how Megan teleported in from. Yes, uh, I was going to mention that. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. Nailed it. I was I was really happy about that one. <laughs> Alrighty, well, Alex, uh, it's that time of year again. Pick a segment, and then uh, we'll play it out. And then after, I got a segment to add. Okay. Well, I we normally do say what, but the problem is we've had so many episodes, and if we sat there and did one quote every episode, both. It would be way too long, so I, I'm scrapping that for this season. Instead, we're going to do a this or that. Cool. And it's going to be a Splat Attack edition. So, roll the jingle. This or that, this or that, time to play this or that. All right, so first of all, uh, just on the, uh, the in terms of content, this or that, Retrospect, retrospectives or versus battles. Is this is this season four only? This is any season. Okay. Uh, for from your perspective, uh, which one do you enjoy writing, editing, doing? Which one uh, for uh, retrospectives or versus battles? Which ones do you like to do the most? Or episode battle? Which, which... same thing. Uh, episode versus battle. I kind of put. As I mean, they're, they're they're you're taking two topics and arguing about them over yeah. which one is better. So, same same Kool Aid, different flavor, but retrospectives. That's that's like lemonade. Yeah, I love lemonade. Um, I find retrospectives hella difficult to write because you have to co- encompass an entire show's history and then some uh, within the span of an episode. Although surprisingly, the Gullah Gullah one was super quick. So. Uh, you never really know how those turn out. Uh, I think it's just because we didn't have Ron and Natalie days on like we had anticipated. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, I like verses a lot. I'm going to go verses. They're much easier for me to write. I love pairing them up using a similar theme. And uh, reading games always fun too because we come up with some very, very clever and also very silly ideas. Especially when Derek from... Um, like Goosebumps only with breakdancing podcast uh, gave us like five different doll maker titles. That was that was a nice giggle. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say retrospectives. I, I have not had the honor to be able to write one yet, but again, that's mostly because I've been editing constantly since we started the uh, the podcast, uh, which again is not a not not a frustrating point at all. I, I love doing it, but. Uh, being it, typically when we've done retrospectives, we've mostly had people from the show on our retrospectives and talk about their time making these shows, what led up to it, some of their challenges, some of their favorite little fun stories that we didn't have anywhere in the notes we wouldn't have had if we didn't have them on the episode. Uh, I just I love having that opportunity to sit down with them and ask them questions and then putting it together for everyone to see. So typically 
retrospectives are are my favorites uh but they are much like they're they're a lot to write they are a lot to edit but uh yeah that there's they're some of my favorites once they're all put together yeah we both have very different perspectives on them but i i do enjoy them when everything's said and done too like especially dave the gnome and the sardo one those are those are very enjoyable to record uh in terms of creating which one do you you have more of a preference for writing or editing interesting um I think for minisodes, I like writing the Nightmares as a Child episodes because my mind really goes back into um, the darker parts of my mind and taps into like my short story writing abilities that I practice a lot in English class growing up. So for minisodes, I like writing. For the main episodes, particularly the Patreon ones, because I edit those, I'm going to go with editing. Just I love coming up with all the creative ways that we could introduce our guests, use special effects as like transitions, doing the splat tag ratings where it like splats onto the screen. That's always a gas to do. And uh, just finding clever ways to wrap up the episodes. Um, I think that's what makes all these episodes fun overall is the unique format that we have chosen for our content. And uh, I mostly edit. Uh, and I have told Brett this before, writing is not one of my strong suits. Uh, I, I'm pretty decent at it, but Brett is is far better at that than I am, uh, which is a big reason why when we first started, he started writing and I started editing, and that was kind of our groove for a while until he got to where he was editing. But uh, for the most part, as of now, the only one episode I wrote was the James Bond episode. But uh, and that was really fun to write. But I'm also exceedingly knowledgeable about James Bond, uh, more so than probably anything else. But editing for me, I, 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 it's a lot of work, but I love it. You can always write a Ren and Stimpy episode if you want to, mm-hmm. or Doug. Uh, now, as of now, we haven't done this, uh, and, and this has been a question that we've been asked a few times. But in terms of making an episode, which would you prefer? Zoom or in person? Oh, in person all the way. Especially if you have proper camera setup and mics and an actual soundboard where we can, you know, control the sliders for the volume levels and actually see it in life. Just in a, instead of a computer rig, I would do that all the way. I'm I'm traditionally trained in, um, you know, live action film and also animation from my college degree. So being able to apply that knowledge firsthand is obviously my preference because I have an eye for detail there. And I agree in person. The Zoom calls are fine. Uh, they are more than fine. But uh, that's unfortunately the, the restriction that both Brett and I have being in two completely different states. And it's been incredibly handy with all the other guests that we've had. So, But future goals. A Splat Attack studio where we can bring people in and have interviews in person. would be far better. Yes, yes. Years down the line. All right, uh, so this is more uh, of of, um, of these two types of shows. Of these two shows, which one do you prefer, let's say, to watch? Uh, less less so guests, because all of these, these four shows I'm about to throw at you, we've had guests on all four, and they're all wonderful, and we love all of them. So let's just go with the show themselves. Of, of these, which one would you more than likely pick to watch? Roundhouse or Weederville? 
Oh, interesting uh, comparison. Dang. Well, I mean, I've definitely developed a greater appreciation for both of them since doing this podcast and going Same. back to watch episodes. So it, it makes it really tough. Um, just because, oh, no, I haven't really seen all of either series. So I can't say I can pick one based on the amount of episodes I've seen. I think I'm going to give it a tie. I I just like them a lot more because of doing this podcast and I'd love to watch them more in my free time when I get a chance. And uh, I am going to say Roundhouse. Uh, and, and no slight to Wienerville because I love Wienerville. I love the people. I love Mark. And I love puppets. Uh, I mean, you if you guys have heard some of our uh, bonus episodes, you guys know that I have a love for puppets. And I, I used to do a lot of stuff with them. And I still do. I'm 37 years old and I still work with puppets in church. But uh, Roundhouse, I very much come from a theater background and live performances and lightning fast pace and uh, I still stand by the fact that the Roundhouse cast has oodles of talent that Disney stars now wish they had so yeah uh, R- Roundhouse for me god that music is so incredible like yes. when, we, when we did our Nicktoons episode and I found the lost uh, Roundhouse tape uh, lost media on YouTube I just kept playing the whole thing over and over again. Like, wow. <laughs> now I got to find these episodes so I could watch them with context. <laughs> uh, so two more. Sure. Uh, uh, but this is another uh, show pairing. Welcome freshmen or space cases. Ooh, two more underdogs. Oh man. I'm going to go with welcome freshmen just because I'm already familiar with the entire series of space cases. Heck, I watched the entire thing for the retrospective back in season two, so there won't be too much new things for me to discover there. But Welcome Freshman, that show is like four seasons long, 52 episodes, and there are a ton of episodes that I would love to see for the first time. As we talked about in episode 48, where we did our top fives, um, we, we just barely scratched the surface. And some of the other oh, ones yeah. that other guests mentioned, I, I haven't even seen. So I'd love to go back and watch those episodes, especially the year's end one, because that generated a big response from everybody. And I'm going to say space cases. Uh, and again, no slight to welcome freshmen and, and the guests that were on because they're all wonderful people and the show was a lot of fun. But space cases, that one really hit me where I live on certain subjects, especially things that I'm very, very passionate about, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially uh, about your chosen family, which is why I had asked Brett to please make this design for the T-shirt. So, again, go 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 check our bonfire. We have a really awesome space cases shirt there. But uh, I really connected, I mean, deeply connected with Space Cases far more than I was able to with Welcome Freshman. I appreciate Welcome Freshman. It made me laugh. And there was a few moments that I was like, oh, man, I really like that. But Space Cases almost brings a tear to my eye on more than one occasion. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I say no slight to that either because I love the show equally. But yes. Welcome Freshman, I just haven't, haven't completed watching the series yet. And I'd love to sure. explore it more. Uh, okay, so last one, and uh, <laughs> you, you know my pick for this one without even finishing it. Stick Stickly or Face? Uh, well, judging by your shirt, I think you're going to have to go with Face. <laughs> I mean, super down, y'all. <laughs> we need to make a Face t-shirt. I mean, it would just be the face. And, yeah. and it could be any freaking color. Yep. Super easy. Yeah. Or we can just write his little 
mouth trumpet yeah, phrase uh, underneath uh, it. Yeah. Um, then you could move the shirt up and down. <laughs> I love them both, too, because I used to see face a lot watching Nick Jr. with my siblings. But uh, I like I like the creative segments that Stick Stickly had in Nick in the Afternoon, especially after doing that episode at the end of Season 3 of Patreon, uh, where we did like a special topic on him with Amethyst. Uh, it, it helped me it helped me remember a lot of fond memories I had of him growing up. And, uh, maybe maybe we'll get a, a surprise visit from him down the road because uh, yeah, I got some ideas cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick and, in the Afternoon, Stick Stickly. And I also obviously say stick stickly. Uh, if you all heard the um, Nick Jr. episode and um, the Gullah Gullah Island episode, I am not a fan of face. I wasn't as a kid, and I'm still really not. Um, it, it, yeah, face never connected with me. Mm-hmm. Stick stickly was was is a lot of fun. Yeah, and that is it for season four overview of this or that. Cool. Now I got a segment for you, Alex, because I got I to gotta get in some of the action. This nice. is this. I mean, you love Collector's Corner this season, which is a new segment, and I particularly love this segment because we finally figured out how to do it right without it being too awkward. So uh, we're gonna bring <laughs> back Wild Card again because I I love playing with cards. So let's let's get into it and then see what hand we deal today. Okay, so for Wildcard, you pretty much know how it works, Slimesters and Gakoids. This is an element of randomness just to make things a little bit interesting. And we're going to pick one of the cards from our suits, uh, which is Spades, Diamonds, Clubs, Hearts, and Joker, and pretty much respond to whatever's on the card. And uh, I, I have some interesting questions lined up here. So, Alex, since it's an overview, I'll let you pick two, and then I'll pick two. Okay, uh, let's go with Clubs. Alrighty. Let's see what we have under clubs. Okay, this one's entitled Nicktoon Dream. If you could write an episode for any 90s Nicktoon, what show would you pick? What would the title of the episode be? And what would the story be about briefly? Doug, hands down, would be the first one uh, that comes to mind because that, a lot of the sentiments are echoed between uh, me and, uh, and, and Doug, which... You all probably know that already. What would it be? Well, first I gotta have to figure out what it what it would be about. Uh, if anything, going back and, and thinking about where I was as a kid, um, let's see. I probably want to do something about self-image and the the worth that you are, as opposed to what others perceive you to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a uh, people pleaser, trying to be a people pleaser, and that's never going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's already taken. I was I was thinking reflection, but I was like, yeah, no, that's Mulan. Uh, but uh, so- something something to that effect. Um, Maybe Doug's inner voice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Doug's inner voice. I like that. Cool. Yeah, I, I like that idea because self worth is very important, and more people need to uh, see the value in it. 
especially in therapy and journaling like Doug does and also reflection because life moves way too fast today to uh, really keep your head on straight and I think it's important to have those little moments of pause and reprieve to uh, just take everything in and process it. Alrighty, I'm going to pick my card now and I think I'm going to go with hearts. Afterlife Dream. If you were to die tomorrow and pass through the afterlife door seen in Are You Afraid of the Dark's The Tale of Station 109.1, what would you see on the other side? That's very interesting because uh, I, I remember that door vividly and how Gilbert Godfrey was explaining it's only bad if you've lived a bad life. If you live a good life, it's the best thing that could ever happen to you. Uh, with the angelic music playing as uh, Daniel Carpenter walked into it. I feel like it'd be similar to that moment in Doug's shock therapy where Mr. Bones describing his dream and like with every door he's skateboarding through, he gets younger and younger and younger and then he sees all his friends around him and they call him T-Bone. Like for some reason that moment always like brought a tear to my eye and opened up my heart when I like gave into my emotions. And it also reminds me of the ending of Big Fish where um, that guy who told the big fish story where he met all these interesting people along the way, he was kind of given a, a baptismal death where everyone gathered around him in the lake and he was just lowered into the water and became a fish, which I thought was very beautiful in a metaphorical way. So I'd say, uh, I don't know, maybe I'd just become a cartoon and explore nature or, uh, you know, see all of my friends and loved ones who I've met along the way in my life and have, have a big party and give them all a hug. Can tear I think about it. <laughs> All right, for your second card, what would you like to pick out? Uh, my second card, I will go with um, diamonds. Alrighty, this is guest dream. What question would you ask to a guest you want badly to have on our podcast? Who is that guest? Okay, uh, this one is it's a bit heavy-handed, uh, but there are two guests in particular I really want to have on the show at some point. And uh, I don't really want to talk about, uh, I do want to talk about the shows they were on, but there's one very specific thing I want to hear from them. Uh, I want to have Josh Server and I want to have Lori Beth Denberg. And uh, if, again, going back to Ghost of Thor episode, if, if you all heard that, uh, both Josh and Lori Beth have recently come out within the past year, year and a half, uh, of some of the milestones that they've made in terms of getting their lives sober. Um, I, I know Josh is, uh, he said he was a, a, a very high functioning alcoholic and I think Lori Beth was also, uh, I can't recall if she was an alcoholic or if she had done with, uh, uh, substance abuse. I don't remember which one, but I think it was alcohol, but where they are now, uh, how far they've come and that they're, they've been sober and they're proud of themselves and they should be proud of themselves. Uh, I really want to have them on the show and it's, I'm not digging for dirt, but there are people who also struggle with addictions and to know that these are people that we grew up watching and we had no clue because they've hid it from all of us because it's an embarrassing thing to see, but people still struggle with it. Whether you're having the addiction that's the, itself or you are uh, on the receiving end of watching somebody else who you love going through it and not knowing how to deal with it, how to confront them about it. how And, and if they don't want help, they're not going to get help. But 
now that we have two people who are kind of spokespeople for our childhood and they've been through it and they've experienced it and they they can they've seen the signs and they had the motivation to get their lives clean and now they have successfully gotten their lives clean and they have a wonderful story a wonderful ending but it gets dirty it gets dark and they've come out on an, on another side where a lot of people unfortunately haven't been able to and i'd love to hear their story and what uh their advice would be for people who are in it uh that are struggling with the addiction and for the loved ones who are fighting that fight with them yeah yeah that'd be powerful to hear their answers and also uh, be humbled by their experiences having overcome those challenges I know there's a lot of things in life that could get us down, uh, substances, mental related things, you name it. But uh, have it, having the opportunity to speak with someone who you look up to, to hear their stories mm -hmm. of how they persevered and conquered their own demons is, is very inspiring. So hopefully we'll, we will get that opportunity at some point. Yeah, far, far deeper conversation than, than the question was probably intending for. But it, it is something that I part of the podcast that I, I love so much about this podcast is not only do we get to t talk about the shows that we love, but we also get to dive into the deeper emotional things too and what drives us and hopefully inst instill inspiration in other people to go a little farther. Indeed. Alrighty, for my second card, I'm going to go Spades. So let's see what's behind this one. Nick Merkstream. What would you? What would be the ultimate piece of '90s Nick merch you would love to receive as a gift? You can't answer that one. It's not your card. <laughs> I, know. I know. I instantly know that one. I guess if it's this is this is tricky to answer because I don't know if it would be like merchandise or an actual prop from a set. I would love to have the actual silver monkey prop in my room. Ooh, yes. Or. Well, I can't actually have the stone thrown in my room because that's just a pile of rocks. <laughs> but definitely the silver monkey, the actual silver monkey. Um, I would love to have the Doug game board that I had for my childhood again. I think it's called Doug's Bluff Scout Adventure. It's like a 3D pop-up cardboard type thing. Yeah. And Alex actually posted it today on Instagram. Go figure. I did. Um, that is a game that I had as a young child. It was one of my very first Christmas presents that I got for my grandmother and mother. And I didn't know how to play it at age three. Um, and I wish I knew how. And I wish I had the patience to read the instruction manual or at least have someone tell me how to play it. Because all I did was set it up, then knock it down, then tear it apart because I didn't know what to do with it. And I feel so bad because... If I was a lot older and had that in my possession, I would love to play it with a bunch of friends, especially you, Alex, because you're also a big Doug fan. So if we ever get our hands on that that 3D Doug game again, Doug's Bluff Scout Adventure, um, let's definitely play it. And, and can you imagine, and it's such a rare game as it is now, it, it, we don't realize how special these things are when we were kids and we would just abuse the fire out of these things and then we become an adult and we're like I had that and I didn't take care of it yeah I feel really bad letting go of a lot of my Nickelodeon collection as I got older because it seemed taboo to collect things or was taking up too much space yeah. uh, but I've since developed a refined uh, appreciation for all that stuff Alrighty, I think that'll do it for our season four overview. So any final thoughts before we do our closing question outs? Uh, final thought is always the same. Uh, thank you 
all of you uh, who have been listening and sharing and supporting and commenting and interacting with us this entire season. Uh, our audience has grown with every new season and we are it's not something we take for granted. We are all incredibly grateful. Uh, and I say we all because it's not just Brett and I. We have a Splat Attack team and that's so cool. But uh, thank you all of you for all of your support. Uh, it means the world to both of us. Yes, and including our family members too who support us on Patreon. Yes. You know, Monica, Julia, who's, you know, best friend, family friend, uh, all of Monica's family members, parents, like my parents, they don't have an opinion either way on what I do. They just want me to make sure I'm making money from a job, which kind of sucks to not be supported. But, um, you know, at least there are people in my life who do see the value in what I do for mm -hmm. this podcast and what we do collectively. And, mm -hmm. you know, some of the things we hope to accomplish with our intentions over the next few years. So uh, for all of you who believe in us from the bottom of our hearts, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. All righty. Closing questions, Slimesters. What would you like to see on our podcast happen next season? Write to us via email at splatattack2021 at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at splatattackpodcast. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at splatattackpodcast and help us get to a whole new level uh, by just clicking that button. Or interact with us wherever you find us on social media. Like, comment, interact, talk. Things you do that... Uh, show your appreciation whether it's paid or free tune in next time slimesters when we head backstage to chat with a big ear of corn and pick out our favorite all that sketches to celebrate with a few special guests from the show aside from episode b3 secret agent nick this will be the first time we focus on all that for a topic so all you all that fans out there get ready get set for this one until then alex will you join the slime tank for us please I've got to control all this overflowing slime that's been accumulating during season four before the slime tank bursts and sends us shooting up into the streets. Aye, aye co-captain. Uh, do you think it's malfunctioning from all the extra episodes that we made this season? Uh, I hope not. Though it feels like this place feels so much more claustrophobic than when we began. Uh, what's going on here? Uh, wait a minute, where'd the, where'd the lava go? <laughs> now hang on, let, let me get my bathing suit and my snorkel first before anything else happens. Uh-oh! I think it's gonna blow! There's just too much slime in here! Ah! Make a break for it! Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. <laughs> I reckon it's time for me to go. I'm glad that's over. Now for a peaceful night's sleep. Well, that does it for now. Yeah, we gotta catch a train. Since I'm going home, you can't my and project. It's a tweezer holder. All right, guys. Let's go fuck. How long have we been away? <laughs> See you soon. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. And then he would get on the floor and crawl to the other side so that way he wouldn't be seen on camera. He's, he's very careful now. <laughs> He's learned a lot, young he grasshopper. Has. He has. Soon he will be a, a master Jedi podcaster, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. So that be that will be a fun uh, closing animation for you to do. <laughs>